Meltdown presents the Disney Click with Rick and Briars. This podcast is sponsored by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. Find Meltdown on meltcomics.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Disney Click. I am Rick. And I am Briars. And uh, we hope you are going to enjoy this week's show. What do we got this week, Briars? We have our top five, which is top five live action Disney movies. So any film that's not a cartoon, we did not include Marvel or Star Wars. Yeah. But anything else is it's, fair game for the top five. I would say it's probably our most wide open category we've ever done mm-hmm. because there's a lot to pick from. And I think you'll be surprised at uh, some of our, our choices. So, yeah, yeah, hope so. And? And we are looking at a list of celebrities who worked in the Disney parks. And this is coming from Ranker.com. And, yeah, we're just kind of going to, some some that people might be more familiar with and some that people might never have, have heard of and had no idea they worked in the park or right. might not know the person. <laughs> I think they're all people who are known in Within some level. Within an older generation. Yeah. Younger there's kids. Not, there's there's not definitely very many a few that younger children will may, not know. Right. And I would guess perhaps most of them won't know. Uh, I don't know. We're interested to see if most of them are going to even know half the list. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, I, some of them are, are some of my favorite uh, actors, comedians out there, period. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. So with that, why don't we get started with the Disney list? Let's do it. And now, the, the Disney, Disney list. list. So our top five this week is top five live action Disney movies, um, which is now it's Walt Disney Pictures is the the name that it became in 1983. But any live action film, non-animated, non-Marvel, non-Star Wars is included or could be eligible to make the list. Right. For instance, the, the recent recently released Bridge of Spies, the Spielberg Tom Hanks film, mm-hmm. could be on this list. It's, it's not. We haven't seen it yet mm-hmm. at this point. But uh, it feels very un-Disney-like, yet it could be on this list because mm-hmm. it's a, it is a Disney-produced uh, film or you know, studio film. Mm-hmm. So, But there's a lot of the movies they make, those sports films. We've talked about them in the past, um, such as like Glory Road and The Rookie. and Miracle. That might not feel Disney-esque, uh-huh. but qualify right right oh i have a a handful that uh, my list is actually a lot of it is there there there's an exception or two that feels very un-disney but uh oddly enough with all the choices that i had most of mine feel very disney if not necessarily disney branded films there that you say oh yeah i could see that being disney so i don't Hmm. you know i don't know where your your list falls but um yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I was interested just looking through the list and seeing um, the trajectory that that live action has taken within the Disney company. And I really, I feel like they they made really strong films uh, back in the sixties, seventies. There's some popular films that I knew of, and the eighties, nineties. There were a lot of good films. Maybe that's I'm biased because that's what I grew up with, and then when animation was kind of 
falling and was weaker, there were some really great live action movies. Right. Whereas now, I feel like there are not as many good ones in the yeah. last ten years. I, I what I've noticed minus the Pirates franchise is it. What I've what I've noticed through through doing this week's uh, list is that um, they've really moved into um, franchisable. So the Marvel universe and Star Wars, and there's not. And then they also do the live action translations of the Alice in Wonderlands and Cinderellas and Maleficent's. Uh, they don't. It doesn't leave a lot of time for stuff that is kind of original live action. Yeah, they, they've kind and of moved away to, from that. A lot. I mean, maybe it'll show up on our lists. Yeah, they used to have just these standalone, excellent, really high quality films. Right. And I haven't seen any. I mean, yeah. I'd even. I'd year. even point Mine's to more than ten years. Nothing is on my yeah. list I'd, from I'd, recent stuff. I'd even point to something like the Santa Claus, which is a Disney. Oh and yeah. Live <laughs> but that's yeah. that's something you don't see them. I'm trying to rack my brain. I don't see them making something like the Santa no. Claus very much anymore. They're very. They've. Reduce they're their focused slate, they're on focused. things, yeah, and, and their animation has improved. Yeah, I think tenfold. But there's, but there's definitely a place for Disney to have the live action way, yeah. and not have it just be Marvel or Stars, which I love and are my favorite things. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm part of the problem because that's what I know I'm going to go see in the theater. Where the other stuff, I it depends on the subject matter if it looks good to mm-hmm. me. But I'd like to see some other things, yeah. outside of that, but not at the sacrificing of the superhero films or the Star Wars mm-hmm. films. Well, it goes with, there's a big ebb and flow in the industry that people talk about how superhero movies, that's kind of all they're making or or they, they're not willing to take risks anymore in filmmaking. And so it's either like an independent, like Sundance kind of film is going to be made or it's going to be yeah. one of these, you know, flagship big things. The uh, I, I don't know if this is still true, but really recently... They say you either need to do a film that's thirty-five million or less, or a film that's a hundred plus million. There's no in yeah. between. There's and no it's showing yeah. with the Disney and, movies as well. And there's no room for like adult fare that is budgeted sixty-five million. Now they just mm-hmm. don't make their money yeah. unless you have a like a rarity uh, within that. So I, I get Which it. It's a bummer because I don't know. I've had a lot of these. It's business. I forgot how many movies I loved that Disney made. Yeah, right. But I even it, had some honorable mentions that yeah. might come up. As did I, but we'll okay. wait till till we'll the end because we don't. We, Unless, yeah, we don't know each other's. Right. List. Once again, we do not talk about this ahead of time, so it's kind of fun for us to see what we picked and how much crossover. Do you do you think we're gonna have any crossover on this list? Um, maybe one. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Be, let's. I'm predicting. Make, I'm predicting one. I'm predicting prediction. one as well. And I I definitely think that if we don't have the crossover on the actual list, we definitely would. The honor honorable will mention will cross over into the one on the top. I'm five. interested to yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can, can I go first yes, on this one? Yes, please. Go for okay, it. Okay. The first one I am choosing is 1990s Pretty Woman uh, with directed by Gary Marshall, Julia Roberts, you know, Richard Gere. It, it kind of struck me as odd that, wow, I'm picking Pretty Woman. It wasn't critically. It was kind of mixed reviews, but Julia Roberts got an Oscar nomination. It was a massive runaway hit. Um, it, it was Its budget was only $14 million, and it went on to make uh, $463 million worldwide. Um, this film surprisingly has really stuck with me, and I think it's stuck culturally with us. The the you know the hooker with a heart of gold. It's a fairy tale story. Uh, there's some some funny kind of scenes and lines. You know the Beverly Hills when Julie Roberts goes in and says, "You remember when you you know refused big me service? Mistake. Big mistake, right?" There's, Huge. I think it's just I think it's just woven into it. And I, and I looking back, it's a really fun movie that it it's light it's not like heavy but it, it 
really works. And I, uh, as I said, I'm kind of surprised that this this is like my number five on this list. There's a lot of movies to pick from. I struggled with this one and another one that I'm not going to, because we said we do our honorable mentions afterwards. But this is a movie that I've gone back to over the years and watched, rewatched several times. And that says, and that says that I, I'm getting some sort of enjoyment out of it. And um, it deserves a place on my on my list. I And I didn't know that was under the Disney banner. I guess it was Touch, a co- touched them. Touched them. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So it counts. I yeah. thought these things are, I, I cleared with priors before that said, we're doing anything and everything that, that I didn't want to be accused of cheating. So I don't think I cheated on this, uh, this list no. at all. So Touchstone is a partner of Disney? No, it was, that- a, it was a part of Disney's uh, produce, feature producing arm uh, mm-hmm. in the 90s and maybe even the 2000s they were around. I don't know. They, okay. they, they're gone now. You don't yeah, see them anymore. Yeah, it's non-existent now. Uh, it's certainly, I haven't seen them make a movie. Although something is scratching the back of my brain saying, oh, we did a Touchstone not too long ago, but I, don't, I can't think of what it is. But it was oh, part of the film? Disney. A film, yeah, but I could be wrong. I, mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe it wasn't that recent. But um, anyway, Pretty Woman is is there, and I was I had forgotten that it was a Disney uh, related film. I, when I was going across the list, I'm like, oh, Pretty Woman. How about that? So yeah, that's and I, yeah, I don't think of it as Disney, but I mean, it is at its core a retelling of Cinderella. Yeah. So yeah. You can look at it that way. At its core, it's it's a little bit uh, <laughs> gotta peel know. back some layers. It, it is amazing how they. You're talking about a, a a prostitute who is, you know, uh, making into a fairy tale. It, it's it's a little risque in in right yes, in, yeah. in a lot of ways if you think about it. Was it was originally supposed to be a super lighthearted comedy. Well, it kind of is that. Or was it, it more? Was it supposed to be more of a drama? I think it was supposed, it was supposed to be more to be of a completely dra- different yeah, like, I, genre feel. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be more of a drama. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was supposed to be like heavy, dark, and then Gary Marshall swooped in. Right. Gary Marshall of The Princess Diaries. Yes. Another classic Disney film. Uh, yeah. So, so that was, that's an interesting I thought for a second you were going to say the princess, the princess Bride. Yeah, that that's the one that the biggest surprise on my list for me is that I actually, because I, I could see myself as a, you know, I was a, a teenager when it came out and kind of being like, like, oh, you know, um, chick flick or whatever. But it's, it's really charming and it's stuck with me. Great so. cast, great like supporting, yeah. and Jason he uses Al- the Jason same Alexander's people. Oh yes, yep. mm-hmm. he uses he recycles those same actors. Maybe recycles is the wrong word, but um, they're in Princess Diaries and Runaway, his other movies. Runaway Bride. Yeah, they're all it's the same right. cast, which is yeah. really sweet. It's, love it's, Runaway Bride too. That's yeah, I don't, one. I don't, lo- I don't love that one personally, I but love that one. See, I, I saw that in theaters. You didn't see Pretty Woman in theaters? No, I don't think I was born yet. What year is it? Nineteen ninety. It was very I was not sitting up. <laughs> I was an infant. <laughs> but you were born. I was born. Okay. Yeah. Right, but you have seen. All right. You're People number can five. Age me now. Great. You're okay. number five. My number five from 1989. I did not see this in theaters. Is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That was uh, one that I considered. Mm, so it's an honorable mention. Uh, okay. I have a lot of honorable mention, but yeah, that was one. Uh, starring the fabulous um, evaporating who left the business, Rick Moranis. Um, a really sweet story why I left the business. You know why I left the to business. To raise his kids. Yeah, his, Did his wife, wife passed die? away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very sweet. So sweet. Yep. And so I th- it's funny because Hollywood has, I've read multiple articles about that story because I think Hollywood is so shocked by someone with such a pure heart that would just be like, I'm going to turn down the money. I'm fine living a modest life with the right. money I've made. That Hollywood is genuinely like, we don't understand. We have to right. do another story. I'm sure on he this. did okay. This doesn't but make sense. Doesn't make it any What's less going admirable. On? We don't know? understand. Like <laughs> they're just so confused by it. I think that's right. funny. Yeah. 
But uh, I, I think one of the reasons I connect with this movie, it is just a great movie. And as a kid watching it and seeing these kids shrink and then live in this world in the backyard with the in the grass and with all the, the bugs are suddenly huge to them, your imagination just kind of is, you know, enraptured and just you have so many ideas and you're like, this is crazy. What if this happened? Would it be cool but scary? But I also, um, this is the, the first movie particularly non-animated that I can remember experiencing in the Disney parks. Hollywood Studios uh, had the um, Honey, I Shrunk, honey, I shrunk, the, shrunk audience. the Audience. And I, it, was, it was at Disneyland um, in California Adventure until recently frozen. Was it, Thank when you. Was it, it was California Adventure? I guess it, and, then no, it, it well, the, and then the Muppets replaced it. I think it was in California I Adventure. thought it was in Disneyland, the Tomorrowland Theater. Oh, where... Um, I could be wrong because where Captain EO is yeah, now. That's I yeah, that's think actually that's where it was. probably where it was. Okay. I w- wasn't out here yet when it uh, was in the theater, but yeah. So seeing that show, and then there was also the park you could play in. I have a, f- a picture um, with my family in the park where the Cheerios are life size, and you could climb around. It was just like a play we've, park we've, for kids. We've got to get that picture up on uh, on Instagram. I'll get, okay, or, yeah, yeah. I'll send it to Twitter. you. Okay. It's with my mom, and I'm. I'm acting scared. I'm I'm not scared. I'm at Disney Land or Disney World in like a pretend giant grass, but I'm literally like, "Oh, I'm so scared." I'm look, I'm terrified and like pretending it's very I can read my own emotions, you know, like I'm like I'm faking. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> you weren't scared of the, no. the giant styrofoam yeah. uh Cheerio yeah, the plastic in front of you? grass. Okay. No. Just checking. But so yeah, I just remember vividly that was the first time that a movie came to life in the parks and to experience it that way, it suddenly then you'd go back home and watch the movie and it was all intertwined. And that's the magic of Disney making money with kids because right. they get these, they get the kids seeing these movies then they go to the park and they're sucked in and it's a brilliant cycle on yeah. the part of the yeah. Disney Imagineers. So the, yeah, the movie, that that's a good, it, that movie sticks in my brain. It's not one that I've gone back and watched a lot, but it was so kind of, I don't want to say revolutionary, but it, they, it worked so well in how they did it. And it felt very Disney, but it wasn't an animated film. It just mm-hmm. it, it feels right for this list. Mm-hmm. And With the dog walking on the dog's uh-huh, nose, right? yeah, yeah. So it clearly, too, was a hit because they had um, Honey, Honey. I blew up the kid. Yep. And Honey, which was not <laughs> so cheesy and no, weird. The, that both was the sequels like, are not very good. Yes, I, Honey, we shrunk ourselves as kind of funny and charming in parts. Really? Where the parents shrink themselves. There was another. There was another movie way back when i think it was like the incredible shrinking woman or the i can't remember what it was it was it yeah was, i remember and this was from might have been the early 80s perhaps i used to love that movie it's so much that i can't remember the title of it right now but that, that was it black and white no it wasn't black and white there was a, i was looking at some there was like a the betsy of this movie there was like a betsy wetsy doll or something in the movie i believe where this doll peed on this person who's shrinking um Gosh, I wish I could remember. The doll remember. or the doll? No, it was the doll. The doll in this other movie. The Never doll. Mind. The doll. Oh, yeah. it was one of those dolls that like wets themselves yeah. to change the yeah, diaper. Yeah, the joke was that she pees. The doll pees <laughs> over this shrinking woman. I just wish I can't. <laughs> what incredible, you remember? I feel like it's incredible. I love what's stuck in your the mind. Incredible shrinking woman. I feel well. I, when I saw it, it was a tiny, you know, small kid. When I saw it, but it mm-hmm. was. I just you know, bathroom humor appeals to a four-year-old or a five or whatever. It yeah, was absolutely. Time, so. yeah. Um, okay, so your number, number four. four Number four, uh, a classic, one that I really think revolutionized um, live action, how we shoot it with animation, 
together is Who Framed Roger Rabbit, 1988, um, directed by Robert Zemeckis, uh, Mr. Forrest Gump, and 50 Million Other Things, The um, released by Touchstone. It was the first time Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny were in a film together. Granted, it was fairly briefly. Uh, and I love the interplay between Roger Rabbit and Bob Bob Hoskins. Um, really, really just creative. I went back and watched it not too long ago with my daughter. and Did she it, like it? She did like it, but it's very risque. There's, oh, there's, yeah. There's guns. There's cigar smoking. Jessica Rabbit, obviously. Uh, a lot Even of the themes. first scene isn't the baby like talking. That I just remember the first scene. There's some character that's just ranting baby, and just terrible. Baby Huey is it? Baby Huey, not Baby Huey. And he's remember. like throwing obscenities around, or he's just like a really. He's saying, I think there's, I think there's like words that bitter baby, yeah. and it's just well, he yeah. munches on a cigar too. Yeah, as well. yeah. Just things I think you probably wouldn't see in in today's a little bit more PC world mm. of, of movies and that sort of thing. But the movie is kind so... Kind of fun, though, that way. That yeah, I mean, it's really cool, and it's so original and what they do. And I, I will say there's little parts here and there that might be a touch dated, but it is so neat to see what they do. Mm-hmm. There's, it's so colorful. They create this world. Christopher Lloyd as the judge is really kind of menacing and freaky. You know, at the end, he reveals himself. And the dip, the dip is a really... Like it's that's where the the cartoons get oh, erased, yeah. right? I mean, just a big dip machine is going to yeah, erase all terrifying. of Toontown. So and they'll it, put those big leather gloves uh-huh. on to dip them and in, and they dip the boot, the poor little boot. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's I haven't seen this movie in so long, yeah, but I'm remembering it very it, vividly. It might still be on Netflix. I'm not sure, but I that's why I watch it with my daughter, and it's really just a. Um, it just took me back and how impactful it was. A really good movie. Got a ton of. Uh, um, I mean, it did very well. Obviously, it was uh, I think 329 million worldwide wow. back then. In, in 1988, is. is is a lot of money for a film such as that. So that is is deserving of my number four place as a, mm-hmm. just a very a very good movie. And I remember really vividly watching it on VHS with my brothers, and yeah, and feeling like it w- like was kind of like an adult film in some ways, and that we were like pushing the envelope by getting to watch it. Right. Yeah, just such an interesting and so different. Yeah, uh, to be like, wait, there's cartoons, but they're all merged, and he has a relationship with Jessica Rabbit, or he likes her, and it's so frantic like crossover. Yeah, the, the tone is so frantic. I keep on going back to there's a lot going on, and I think it really has a it, it. There's a lot to see on different viewings for it. There's a lot of throwaway lines and a lot of visual stuff going on, and I can't say I feel that way about a lot of films. And this one in particular is I really recommend if you haven't. It's been a while since you've seen it. Go back yeah. and check it out, not only to see. Visually, how stunning it is! It stands and, up, but which but is also great. right, but also kind of s- compared to what we're getting today for I think it was a PG thir- a PG film, what they can get away with in this yeah, film, and what I don't think stunning. they would get away with in today's. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm, but no. I feel like this film might They've have been definitely a PG clamped 13. down on what yeah. PG is. They could have done this, but it would have been PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. So that's my number mm, four. Your number one. four. Thank you. You're welcome. My number four is I just love this movie so much. Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, uh, 1993. Is that a dog movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, two Dogs and a Cat. Uh, the Cat <laughs> voiced by Sally Field. It's, this is so Michael you. J. Fox. Oh, my gosh. It's so... So I was... My like most vivid memory with this film, talking about... Um, we were talking earlier how we're not big on rewatching movies. 
uh, neither Rick nor I. I'm just not. I'm very much like one time, and then I might see it years later. But there's I too can't much just to see. Rewatch. There's yeah. too much to see for me to yeah. go back and rewatch most. Absolutely. Movies. There's not all, but too most. much out there. Yeah. And um, I was been the same way since I was little. I just couldn't. Some kids could sit and rewatch and rewatch. This was one movie. I was um, in kindergarten. I was homesick with some like flu or something really bad. I was home for days, and I watched this movie on repeat, like six times back to and the weird thing is my mom let me and she usually would be like let's turn it off but I was so sick and so delirious she was just like okay and we'd just rewind it our friends had lent it to us and she eventually had to go out and buy us a copy because I was just like on loop with this thing I was obsessed with it but it is such a good movie if your kids haven't seen it Rick, they have not seen it maybe maybe I can watch it with them okay I won't make you uh, that, that, that's when you can watch with them um, they, yeah, so the, the animals, they don't, I love that they don't make the dogs and cat move their mouth. They don't have, there's not like that cheesy factor and the, it's just the animals narrating their thoughts and it works. Like eventually you just are like, oh, that's the cat and what she's thinking. And it's these animals that they think, even though the owners have left them with this woman to watch them, they think that they were abandoned and they run away to try to find their family. And it's, so funny and charming, and the, I the, love dogs. The, the closest dog uh, movie they got on my list was Tur- Turner and Hooch, the Tom Hanks. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't know that it was the best movie in the world, but I, I think the name, st- Turner and Hooch is such a, a funny name to the, me. The dog, and the dog takes is, the bullet for him. Right? And oh, he, I mean. He slobbers all the time, oh. right? It just, so, anyway. This but, was an honorable mention of yours, or? I don't know that I would even call oh, it an honorable okay. mention, but it's one that I thought of. It, it made a... a uh, uh, the sh- shorter long list of things that, oh, I remember this. I kind of like this movie, yeah, but I, yeah. I couldn't put it in, you know, anywhere near mm-hmm. the top five. Yeah, well, so Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, and it was obviously enough of a success. They did a sequel in San Francisco. I remember like racing to see that, and I was a little disappointed because they brought in like street dogs and they were like street gangs. And I was like, this is cheesy. It always goes to the street, the street tough dogs, doesn't it's it? the sequels back You always then. go there. Those yeah, street tough dogs. So unoriginal. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, you, come the, over here and sniff this hydrant. Maybe the homeless dogs aren't, you know, uneducated. Maybe they're homeless by choice, right. the dogs. Right. I don't they, know. They hit the ownerless. Dog, they hit the dog biscuits a little too hard. And yeah. That's why they're, yeah, I don't know. Mm. We should help um, those dogs. But yeah, so excellent film. Love it, and um, yeah, I okay. recommend it to everyone out there, young and old. Okay. And if you're a dog lover, there's a cat in it too. We'll yeah. let that slide. I, I've seen bits and pieces. I can't. I can't really comment that I so that good. I love it. But I, to be fair, I probably didn't. I didn't see it in the theater. And when I was watching it on home at some point, at home at some point, it was not something that I'm like wrapped with attention. Yes. So I was I, very young when it came out. Okay. <laughs> Kindergarten had me. You know. Gotcha. Number three for me, my most recent film on my list. Uh, 2011, The Muppets on my list. I have a love affair with the with the Muppets. It childhood wise, I don't know if I've talked about it too much on this show, but um, grew up watching the Muppet Show. Uh, the song is stuck in my head. When that new version uh, from OK Go came on of the, I love that video. I show. I watched the video on my own way more times than I probably should have, and showed my kids the video quite a bit. But the the Muppets was something I was really anticipating, you know, growing up and loving the Muppets and wanting to share it with my kids so much. I wanted to be good. I wanted to be good. And I'm the first to be able to say, all right, nostalgia, I like it, but it's not great. But I really think they nailed the first the first Muppet movie, the, the Muppets, the 2011 Muppets with Jason Siegel. Amy um, Adams. Yeah, Amy Adams, who's wonderful. And, you know, directed by James Bobbin. Um, 
and the songs are great. The jokes are the right tone of what the Muppets are. Some people with the, the new Muppet show, The Muppets on ABC, some people are, are a little bit, you know, put off by the fact that we're seeing kind of adult Muppets in their in their everyday life. I, it's a conversation for another day, but I, I have, have thoughts on that. Have you been watching it? I have, it? Been, I have okay. been watching it. I have been watching it, and I, I, uh, I don't want to get into too much. Now, I, I like it, but I, there are things that are a little bit like scratching my head on. But um, this show to me, or this movie really comes through what I wanted to see for the Muppets. I felt like I was enjoying myself as much, if not more, than, than my kids were when we saw it. Uh, I can watch it. I've seen it several times, and I, I don't do that very often. Uh, songs, as I said, Jason Segel, Amy Adams are really wonderful in it, and um, it's really, uh, it hit the mark for me. It was just, I came out of it as excited about it as I was going into it, and that doesn't happen often enough when I have such anticipation for something, and then for me to really, like, love something uh, as much as I was hoping to. Just, it, it barely happens anymore. So that number three, I, I thought about putting it even higher on my list. So that's wow. fine. Did you did don't, you enjoy the Muppets or <laughs> don't chew my head off? I am not a not a big Muppet uh, fan. I know you're like just another reason to not like Briars. You look so let down, but then like you expected it. Yeah, I'm not a big big Muppet fan, and I didn't see the film. Sorry, you've never seen the Muppets. The the 2011 film? No. Oh my gosh. I don't. I don't. That the humor doesn't work for me. Uh, I'm so sorry. I don't. I don't even want to continue this podcast <laughs> oh my right now. Gosh. <laughs> Whoa. This is worse than your hate for the tiki room. I think. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I How do can I at least, enjoy at least tolerate the Muppets. The, um. I know the, the Muppets show at in Hollywood Studios. I always like going to as a child. I think more. Because I was so excited to be at Disney World, and I remembered it, and I associated it like with the parks. But you kind of grew up in the window where there wasn't a lot of Muppet stuff yeah. going on. But I never, I no, I take that. Back. The one movie we love as a family, and I love is, um, and I think it's the best version of a Christmas Carol, the Muppet, Muppet Christmas, Christmas Carol. Right. I think that's the best Muppet film. I think there's nothing that well, I like I, more than I, that. I would like you to go. Like, we I had Muppet Treasure Island. Was that one? Yeah, that was one. That was one. And that one, I was like, oh, I don't need to watch I'd this. Love, I'd love for you. Look, I, if you don't like the Muppets, I can't say you're gonna you're gonna love the the 2011 Muppets. But I'd love love for you to go back and check out, you know, on a good piece of screening equipment to watch it and tell me if you're not at least mildly charmed by it. Okay, that's that's what I would hope for you that you could at least kind of push aside the the idea that you don't really connect with the Muppets. Or yeah, like it's so not much. a dislike. It's not at all okay. like, oh gosh, the Muppets, I don't like them. It's just, I've yeah. just never been like okay. smitten. I wouldn't recommend the Muppets Most Wanted. I thought that was just mediocre, the, mm-hmm. the follow-up to it. But, okay. But if you have a chance, go go check it I out. No, I just, yeah, it never worked for, something I, didn't, I'm so sorry. I, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I yeah, I apologize. We'll, we'll, we'll slink, we'll slink, <laughs> like, on, uh, we'll slink on to Briar's number three. This is my number three. three. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh, I'm depressed number, now. I'm sorry. I, it's okay. Um, okay, Tears. yeah. My number three is um, one that I've, I've spoken about before on the podcast. I'm very passionate about this movie and all the performances in it. So I had, it had to be on my live action list. And that is 2000's Remember the Titans it's I, I it could have been my number one honestly I think if I hadn't spoken about it before I would have um, made it number one it's just it's just a great movie it's one of those movies too honestly if it's on TV and I'm in in the room where the t- I'll just 
stop life and just watch it. It's so good. It's so moving. I love the the message behind it. Um, and it tells, you know, a real story um, about, you know, the race relations happening at this high school. And uh, I think Denzel Washington is top notch in it. And I think it's a movie that every, that kids should definitely have to watch um, when they're old enough to, to understand the themes and what's happening. Right. Right. Yeah, it's good. Good choice. I, I, we did talk about it previously, and uh, I think it is a very good film. And the film that had you taken the Disney label off it, we have said that it could, it could have been up there easily for mm-hmm. like top ten movies that that year. I think they, when you see the Disney on on the on the label, it automatically goes into oh, it's going to be slight entertainment and not worthy of yeah praise as much and you know, or like watered down yeah but perhaps I'm being unfair they didn't but do that no it's this, good yeah. it's a good it's a very good film and uh, I remember seeing long, it in theaters too vividly like yeah. getting chills so good it's been a long time since I've seen it but I I, I really enjoyed it so I'm not gonna Whew. not gonna. I love it. Yeah. And like, remember, I can remember like line, like quote lines from it. I'm right. very well, year When did it come it. out? Um, 2000. 2000. Okay. Mm-hmm. More recent than I, than I would even think in my head, but it makes sense. I yeah. think it hit too. I'm thinking of like what age I was then. And it yeah. was like, I was like primed for right. it. So right. okay. yeah. Good one. Your nice. number two. My number two, the most un-Disney of my list. Um, I don't think people think of this at all as a Disney and I get it, but it's a Hollywood picture presentation it introduced us to uh m night Shyamalan, and that would be the sixth sense oh I don't, yeah i don't think of that it's I, disney at it's, all it is but it was put out by disney hollywood pictures is disney uh disney arm production arm huh. and right so this film blew me away this this film look look he you can argue that uh m night has not done great things although i, I really I really enjoy Unbreakable as well, but mm-hmm. um, and Signs. Uh, so, you okay. don't like Signs? It's okay. Oh, I love Signs. Okay, it's okay. Love it. It was a, his last film that was 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 good. You know. But, oh, see, I love The Village too. Oh God, The Village is terrible. Okay, oh, I can't that, stand. Okay, the that's too harsh. I literally just rewatched it. Oh, I fairly think it's a recently terrible film. It. Terrible, I love terrible it. film. Um, okay, we are so, just <laughs> well, you're hitting. Head to head today. I think science is okay. Science is okay. Um, but anyway, this film basically spoiled movies for me for the next several years. I've started to get over it in the sense that nothing lived up to it. Not that you know things lived up to it, but I was always looking for the twist ending. The twist. Oh. I didn't go in there. You've seen the Sixth Sense. I yes. Assume. Okay. Oh, I love this. Okay. Yeah. So from then on out, I'm always looking for. I, I at least for several years afterwards, I'm always looking for that little thing that's twisting me. That's the twist that's coming, and it, I I think he did it so brilliantly, and I mm-hmm. wasn't expecting anything. Um, this was in 1999, that it just nobody could do it as well as he did in The Sixth Sense. I thought Bruce Willis was uh, Bruce Willis is a, is an okay actor. I don't think he's he's never blown me away in anything before. Or after this, he's never, I thought he was perfect for this role, and t- uh, Tony Collette. Uh, as the as Haley mm-hmm. Osment's mom was, ama- was amazing, nominated for that, was yeah. amazing, um, and he was as well. Yeah, and um, he was uh, M Night uh, No, um, Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment was nominated. So, so it just complete. I I I think collectively, everybody is like, "Oh my god, I didn't see that coming!" And then you kind of look back and you're like, "Oh my god, how did I not see that?" Yeah, it's he cool because you can rewatch it and right? you can tell the whole time. So it's kind of. It just films don't do what he did. 
Films mm-hmm. don't do what this film did. I can't. He's so young it too when he directed it. I remember mm-hmm. he was, it was like probably in his twenties, right? Like early twenties. Well, the story, was like protege type. It was the, crazy. The story is that he they wanted to buy the film. There was a huge bidding war for the script, and he sold it to Disney or, or sold it to Disney on the condition that he was going to direct it. Nobody else was allowed to direct it, and he stuck to his guns. And I really applaud him. Uh, it could be really stupid sometimes. You really can shoot yourself in the foot by doing that. And there's people who shouldn't be doing it, but he really did it masterfully. And this film, I mean, you can hear it, I think, in my voice and enthusiasm for this, how much to this day I admire this film. And I think it deserves all the success it, it had. I, I, M. Night I love that is, movie. Is, he's probably Great movie. one of my most disappointing filmmakers. I really thought at that point, and even after Unbreakable, he could be the next Steven Spielberg. Uh, you know what J.J. Abrams has kind of come become, mm-hmm. and he never quite lived up to that. I mean, he just put too many. That's weird, but films. I think he had some. I mean, I see. I loved the Village. I can't. The Village was. I just don't <laughs> like the Village. I thought it was a That's really an opinion. Yeah, I love the Village. I didn't, I didn't say you're wrong. I loved it because it was still that twist, but it was. I I don't know. I I. But they kind of, if I remember correctly, they blatantly lie to you and show on like the tombstone. They say it's this. It's this year. So he purposely throws you off by feeding it's not a subtle feeding you inf- information they squarely put you in this time frame of of where they're supposed to be at the beginning of the film on a, on a tombstone if i remember correctly and that to me is sure you can do it but but he didn't have to do that in previous films so when he pulls mm-hmm. that it's just it's such a disappointing ending and i felt a little bit lied to and i just i don't remember a tombstone yeah, in the beginning I, I but think, yeah um, yeah i yeah. bought i love loved it yeah. So yeah. okay, we'll have well, to, yeah. Everyone share your M night. But the sixth that thoughts, yeah, on <laughs> tweet us at yeah the Disney Click. at the Disney Click. Let uh, us know if you have a it, favorite film. If you've seen, he has one that just came out that I the have. visit. It's called the visit. The it's the one visit. where he visits the grandparents. Yeah, it looked. Uh, I didn't get the chance crazy to see scary. it, but I heard it's like one of his better things that he's mm-hmm. done recently. Yeah, I'm I'm a big believer. Like you can come back oh, from for sure. Yeah, like he still could be. He's or maybe not be the next Steven Spielberg, but he can still make the caliber of films he was making before yeah. or, you know, that people were loving as much. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's just because he's done a string of bad films. I'm not ready to, to, you know, mm-hmm. throw him in the dumpster or anything like that. But I think, I don't know what he needs, but he's obviously talented. Yeah. For and, sure. and I think there might've been some pressure uh, on him to always kind of deliver oh my the, gosh. the twist ending. So much pressure. And maybe Poor you only guy, have, I may, can only imagine. Right, but maybe you only have one twist ending in you of that size or a couple mm-hmm. twist endings. But he still signs. I think that's a great ending. The yeah, water and right. keep swinging, the bat. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, I mean, signs is okay, as I said, but you lost me at the village. The village is where, <laughs> the village okay, is where okay. I went. I go south on him. But The Sixth Sense, awesome film. It's on this list. It was a Disney-produced film. Big thumbs up. Number two. I could have put it number one, but I did not. So you're, mm, you're wow. number two. My number two is um, is now classic Disney, and it's it's been overshadowed by the franchise, but the first film stands alone and is amazing, and that's Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, 2003. I remember seeing this in theaters and with a friend and then like rushing home to tell my parents how amazing it was. And we went back to see it in theaters like the next day or like days later, which we would we just didn't do because we had, you know, busy lives and we weren't like, oh, we'll go rewatch it in theaters and spend the money. Um, but it just it felt so different at the time. The character um, of Captain Jack Sparrow that Johnny Depp had created now has become, you know, this cliche that you see in like costume shops for Halloween for kids. But but at the time was just this. 
anomaly. It was like, who is this guy? And he's so funny consistently throughout the movie. And it had a great story. We forget because it got, again, it got overshadowed because they took it to weird places and like the earth was eating itself or whatever was happening is there like the ship like i don't know the, what, at, what at world's end the, yeah, the, yeah 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 the earth was eating i don't itself. mind that the, the next two movies are just a little bit overblown but they're still entertaining i actually see i found them just like hogwash. terrible oh yeah i, I mean, mean I, don't, just, I don't feel just, that just, way like, but too much and i agree with tell that. that they they didn't have a clear trajectory of where they were going that they were like oh this movie was a massive hit we need to make a trilogy and let's just have it become as crazy as it can yeah, so right. the I, first I, one is very solid. I, I like the first one, but I've said this before. I, I didn't get a chance to see it for a good month or so after it came out. So I came in with such high expectations. And while I liked it, I did really like it, it didn't meet the expectations that had been building for a month after its hmm. release. That's great. Yeah, because so, I feel like it still lives up to, I don't know, maybe, yeah, I maybe, maybe people were it. telling you it was like the best movie they'd ever seen in their well, entire you, the lives media, or something. The media hyped it up. It was doing it, well, very I mean, well. Johnny, yeah, Johnny well, Depp was fantastic. It is a really great, awesome film. Like, so funny. And to see it in theaters was yeah. Was obvious, well, I saw was, and I saw in theater, the okay. theater too. So, uh, as I said, I this one's on me. I think I sh- was supposed to like it a lot more than I did. And I think I would have liked it had I not had it built up in my mind. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a little bit the inside out thing we talked about. Mm-hmm. We yeah. both really enjoyed inside out, but I think it was so built up because it had High so much stuff going in there mm-hmm. that we said, okay, it's really good, but I don't know if I feel the same way that everybody else ha- wants me to feel about this. That's how I felt about the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Hmm. But not a bad film, but I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm like hurt that you didn't like it more. I don't know. No, not hurt, her. I liked it. I liked the wrong it a lot. Word. That I didn't like, I wasn't blown away by. Yeah, because yeah. I just think it's amazing. Yeah. And we like the music. I love the music. We yeah. go around just listening to the soundtrack. I wish I wish they made more things like Pirates of the Caribbean, like the big epic. Yeah, have a little mm-hmm. supernatural spin on it. When I, it was a risk at I the time. It. I love no that. one, it was like, oh, this, this, you know, movie based on a theme park ride. Right. That seems silly. Yeah, I About love pirates. That. It felt so cheesy and it's. I don't know. It's yeah. a great story. It's like grounded. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on. I just I just as I said, expectations. Hmm. My number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I have no idea where you're. Yeah, go. you have no idea. I think you could maybe guess this one. Uh, my number one has to be Mary Poppins. Oh, okay. Mary Poppins has to be number one. It's it is a classic in every way. It is. It doesn't feel doesn't feel dated to me. Frankly, um, it is. Robert Stevenson's the director. I want to. I like to mention the directors here. Um, Dick Van Dyke is. He just. He's so likable. Julie Andrews is so Mary Poppins ish. I don't know what that means. I just. It, it perfect. The song in pra- every practically way. perfect in every way. The the songs are wonderful. It's beautifully shot. It, it there's there's a love of filmmaking that goes into it and translate into the audience. I've seen it. I saw it so many times. I, I didn't see it on the first release out. I was, you know, way, way older after it came out. But um, the movie is everything that Disney is and should be. Spectacles, you know, heart, uh, special effects, great filmmaking, great, great performances. It, it really is, to me, what a Disney film is. And it, interestingly, interestingly enough, it's the only one that is, uh, you know, predates the, like, what is it, 89, I said, or, yeah, 88. Everything else is is later than 88. So, I mean, there's so many other films. I won't get into to what they are, but the, Disney has this history of these classic 
films that you know the the bed not bed not broomsticks the um like escape from witch mountain or whatever that we can these live action films that we can talk about but none have ever replicated to me what mary poppins is and was at the time and it just it's a charming piece of filmmaking that uh, i will love till the day i die so wow yeah that's great it definitely has a sentimental um, Love I, speech. I, for I saw it. the stage play. I saw the stage. The music with my the daughter. I did see the musical. I liked the musical. Yeah, it was just wonderful. Everything, everything based around the Disney version of Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Saving Mr. Banks, amazing film. Very mm-hmm. much more heartfelt than I thought. Uh, a little, maybe a little bit underrated. Even it didn't get nominated for an Oscar. Saving yeah, Mr. like Banks. Just, everything having to do with Mary Poppins to me it just has is good. Hmm. Is good. I can't think of anything that I think is bad. And I might do you, be biased. You remember how old you were when you first saw it? Boy. 10 under no much younger than that okay because i was three or four okay five even i don't know so it hit like a big nostalgia point for you i think for kids music translate all all ages i think music you can be not understand what's going on but it as a four-year-old you can like a song Mm -hmm. you can hum a song that's i knew the music to little mermaid before i'd seen the movie yeah so yeah i think this is very true of mary poppins that, that i can quickly hum you know, five, six songs from, from this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love Step in Time. I, whenever the parade in Disneyland does Step in Time, I just I, I feel myself bouncing a little bit to it. And in the fireworks, they do Step in we'll Time. We'll have to get, a, get that on video. Yeah, right? So I just, there's there's just great songs. A Spoonful of Sugar, mm-hmm. you know. I, I mean, guess I just asked Jim when Ch- you saw it because yeah, I, mean, I didn't, I don't know if I ever, I mean, I've seen it, but it, I was older and it was like one time. Right. So there was no, yes. it just didn't. Cement. Like no, no, it came out before it I was really born. like cemented for you, right? Yeah, it came before before I was born, but it was always showing in like a dollar theater, or it was always on TV, or or what have you. It was it's an instant classic. It is it is a classic to me that will always be a classic. I mean, I think some things are once it's a classic, I guess you're you're always a classic. But to me, when you think Disney, outside of if you want to think of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or or Lion King, I, I think as far as live action, you think. Mary Poppins is is probably the number one quintessential classic live action uh, Disney film to me. Yeah, to me, so, yeah, so. and I yeah, I would yeah, I would say it's like it's like classic. It's right. known so well. It's yeah. still put up on a pedestal yeah. for good reason. So, yeah. So I'll, I'll end my love yeah. letter to Mary Poppins, and and you go to your number one. Yes, my number one is does not. I, now I'm like, well, it doesn't have that same, um, it's a much newer film and I'm purely going off just feeling a nostalgia for it and love for this movie. So this is very, uh, Briar's just being, <laughs> being like, I love this movie. I know some people out there will hundred percent agree. And some people will be like, it's not the best live action movie, you know? Um, but I stand by it cause I love it that much. And that is the remake of the parent trap this is the 1998 remake have you seen this movie with uh, Lindsay, with Lohan. Lindsay Lohan um I, I I've seen I've seen I've seen bits and pieces I've seen enough of it to have an opinion on it okay yeah <laughs> like, well, no I don't I don't think it, it look I don't I I don't think it's it's not a terrible movie but I, I also it's your list so you have mm-hmm, every right to, to mm-hmm. have your number one but I adore it's your this it's movie. your it's your list like this would be this movie would be in my top 10 movies probably uh, ever. I love this movie. Wow. Yes. Who was the mom in that? Uh, Natasha Richardson, okay. who passed away. Okay. Yeah. That Lee, that? Liam Neeson's mm-hmm. uh, Liam wife. Neeson's wife. Right. The dad is uh, Dennis Quaid. I can quote the whole cast. 
um, or give their their names. Um, it's a Nancy Myers film. She directed it, co-wrote it with her husband. She's also co-wrote. I, I on interned the, at the Myers Shire Company. Okay. Yep. Yeah. When they were still married. Yep. Or, on okay. the, they were on the Disney lot, and uh, yeah, I because they about did the um, three, four, five months. I the Father, there. the Bride films, yes. which I adore the as fa- well. The first Father, the Bride was an honorable mention. Honorable mention for me. I love oh, Steve Martin and goodness. Martin Short. Like I just think they're great in that movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't want to get away from your parent trap love. No, it's fine. Uh, I, so this came out in 1998. So I saw it when I was the almost the same age, maybe a year or two younger than than the title characters. Um, and I just, just you know, I saw it and I'm almost sure I saw it multiple times in theaters, which again was rare. Saw it with friends. I think we just connected because Disney wasn't making a lot of films live action, particularly for young girls with lead girls that were feisty and interesting and like well-rounded characters. And there's just, it's just such a fun intertwining plot. I did watch the remake because uh, my mom made me and um, they sing songs in it. And I was like, that are very boring songs. And which, which remake are you talking about? Um, or th- or the this original. was the remake. Yeah. The original. The original okay. Um, yeah, with, you threw me off there with that. Sorry. I saw the original. Yeah. You didn't like it as the much? The 1961 film. No, I did not. <laughs> I mean, Date, I, dated I, or? I liked, I mean, they, they still had some fun gags and they did different things. Like it was, it was different how the girls met each other and how they discovered, it was just all very different. Um, but they, there were, there was like a musical element. Like she randomly went on a picnic with her mom and they sung the slowest song known to man. And I remember being like, make it stop, make it stop. <laughs> but no, it's, it had fun. It was still fun. I think, um, they, it, I just connected with the newer version cause it, caught up with the time like the things that the girls were like playing poker with each other and it just felt like edgier right Right. um but i've seen it recently um watched it watched it again and it it 100 percent holds up it's so funny and i just love it it has so much charm and i i can it's just not in your wheelhouse either as it's about you know two 11 year old girls getting their parents back together um but it's just so romantic at the end when they get to get it's from A to Z. I love this movie. It had I, the soundtrack, would like do songs. Yeah. Look, was, it's, it's I was your, in deep with some parent trap. It's your list. And uh, <laughs> of all the Disney movies out there, I have a hard time thinking there was, that was number one. But that's why they make chocolate and vanilla, right? That's, you know, that's what you like. Because so <laughs> chocolate's know. better. Uh, I'm a vanilla. Are person. you really? Am, no or, or, way. Or, or mint that could not chip. have been planned better. <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't like vanilla at all. Well, vanilla is the most popular flavor. Is so, it? Over chocolate, yes. Really? Yep. More That's a made-up lie that vanilla people tell themselves. You can look it up. Uh, vanilla you know, is more popular than chocolate. Yes, it is. I've been... And Mary Poppins is more popular than The Parent Trap. So we know which side of the fence. No. The vanilla... I will give you Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins as a more classical film that people will turn to. But if you gave kids both movies to watch today, like... 10-year-old girls. They might like the parent trap better. If you're going for the 10-year-old girl segment, that large 10-year-old girl segment versus the, oh, I don't know, everyone else segment, you might be right. I know, though. I still think parent trap would come out. Parent trap is more recent. It's not quite as dated as, Mm -hmm. well, not that Mary Poppins is dated, but it's just, it might play a little bit better to modern audiences, uh, kids-wise. But I don't know. Great soundtrack. Yeah. Anyway, so Nat King Cole. We we mm. talked we talked about honor real quick, if I may. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple things that almost made me. I mentioned Saving Mr. Banks. Ed Wood was a Disney. The, the Tim Burton film. It's a yeah. fantastic film about the director Ed Wood and Plan Nine from Outer Space and all that stuff. Um, 
I also would mention that uh, Enchanted. The I know it's not a popular the Amy oh, Adams one. Oh, and I, I it's, it's don't like Enchanted. See, I just think she. I, maybe my I like the songs. I like Amy Adams in it a lot. The movie itself is okay, but I, I just I have it's memories. Overrated for me. I, I have memories of dancing around with my with my daughter, my younger daughter back then to the to the song and having fun with her, and it could be connected to some some fun personal memories for me. Um, those, so those are a couple, couple other ones that I thought about. Mm, do you have a couple? Honorable yes. Mentions? Uh, my honorable mentions are cool runnings. I forgot Tron. Sorry. I forgot Tron. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I like Tron a lot. Uh, do you, do you know? Cool runnings? Cool the, runnings? The Bob, Jamaican Bob's? Yes. Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like just awesome movie. Mm-hmm. It came out on Netflix recently and I was like, yeah, I can watch cool runnings again. Uh, this is my like 90s childhood coming out too. Angels in the Outfield, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Nah. Oh, so, oh my gosh. Nah. Oh my God, when they all flap their uh, wings. See, this is, this is, I'm hopefully Twitter, if you're out there, Twitterverse, rise up and um, tell me I'm not crazy by having Angels in the Outfield in my honorable mention. And then I thought this would be on your list, but maybe I was projecting uh, Swiss Family Robinson. It's another one that I think That's is I saw once an a long, excellent long time ago. film that I, if, I think if you play it to any child, 10 and under, they're like, I need to live in a treehouse. Like I'm doing right. life wrong. I do miss the treehouse <laughs> like at Disneyland. It transforms your, you're like, everything is wrong about my life. Why do I live in a normal house? The buckets that bring the oh water up. And yeah, it, it's very cool. It's so, their life is just like, they're, they're doing everything right. And you're just like, God, this family is the coolest. So that one stands out to me. Nice. Yeah. All right. Good list. Let's go to the next. Share, we'll share your oh, own. I'm sorry. Uh, if you have your own top five, yes. or even just your opinions on our very passionate feelings of they our were, top five. They were five. surprisingly different. By yeah, the way. yeah, very so. different. Uh, at the Disney Click. Yes. Uh, Twitter at the Disney Click. Uh, tweet us at the Disney Click, and you can follow us on Instagram at the Disney Click. And use the hashtag Top Five Disney Click to share your own top five live action Disney movies. Yeah, and this is a harder one because you, you might take a little work on your part to remember exactly what is Disney and what, what isn't. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, thankfully Wikipedia has a nice clear list. That's right. That's how I found. That's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Buckle up for Disney, Disney trivia. Okay. Now we're going to look at a list of celebrities who worked in the Disney parks. And this is coming from ranker.com. And uh, you can go on ranker and, you, you look at lists and things you're interested in or if you find fascinating that someone is, you know, number five on a list, you can like that and maybe they'll start to move up the list if people express enough interest it's, for something. It's a place for people like us who, who like lists. List makers. Yeah, we're, we're list makers, so it, it's natural for us to, to find some good stuff on Ranker.com. Um, so this is... Uh, from order, they have it ordered from popularity, from highest popularity to to lesser popularity. I, I don't know how to least popular because they're still popular. Um, the the first one on on this list. Of, you mean from? They start with most popular, but yeah. we're going to start with the most popular. Oh, we're going to start with the most, most popular. popular. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, okay. oh, sorry. Yeah, we're going to most most popular. Yep. So, so this is celebrities who worked at the Disney parks. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm, I've thrown briars off here. I like to yeah. I like to build up the momentum and the excitement to get to the most exciting. Well, do you, do you want to do you want to start it? At, uh, Either way, you make the call. 
All right, let's let's go to hold on one minute. I'm I'm gonna get. I can lead thing. us out if we're gonna start with number ten. No, we're starting with number eleven. Oh, yeah. you're gonna start with number eleven. Yeah, well, I'm gonna start with eleven, and Briars will comment on it because she knows more about the carpenters than I do. She's looking at me like, "How are you doing this to me?" Because the carpenters are famous music groups, correct? And Richard Carpenter uh, is uh, was a Disney piano player on Main Street, oddly enough. So. Yeah, what what songs from the Carpenters do you like, Briars? Um, Top of the World, uh-huh. which was on the soundtrack for The Parent Trap. No <laughs> lie, right? He's they did a cover of it though, but and the um, the original version's much better. But I actually, I'm not the brothers like kind of meant like the sister was the one that mattered more, right? Okay, you know, it was her vocals mainly. She had a sad story though. She she died from. Um, anorexia it's very sad i remember watching like a lifetime movie with my mom and she was like that's a true story and i was like oh my gosh but yeah big fan of the carpenters but that's interesting that he i wonder if he was playing original music probably not disney was probably telling him what he had to play right right so so next one number 10 number 10 i guess the last one was number 11 right yes now we're in the universe i guess Briars has a thing about like like even certain I think most numbers. people do, right? Is there anything? This isn't this. You know, there's more. There's 20 total, but we're focusing on the top, on the top, top 11 10. here. But well, 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 that'll be our. We'll call that our bonus. Okay, one. fair bonus enough. Whatever makes it. Briars does Whenever like orderly, orderly things. So it's, it's we were joking about we can't have 11. It's got to be 10. I was saying that, and then yes. and I <laughs> and was like, yeah. Mason, our to our the producer wind. Mason, and I are kind of like, oh, come on, let's live a little. So now we're on 10. So even it out. Ten plus one. Oh, Number I thought of another good Carpenter song, oh. Solitaire. So good. How does that go? Sing it for us. I'm not singing it, but go. And, sol- <laughs> and Solitaire is uh-huh. the only game in town, and every something that gets him gets him down. Such a great one. Clay Aiken did a cover of it. Ugh, why do I know that? Because uh, he's from North Carolina. Okay, so number ten, another musician, Kevin Richardson from Backstreet Boys fame. Big Backstreet Boys fan right here. I take Backstreet Boys over NSYNC. By the way, that's a real. Uh, rivalry, yeah, right. Yeah. Real right. rivalry from for middle school girls in the nineties. And he played. He was in Aladdin and the Ninja Turtles, which I which remember I didn't realize, seeing. I didn't, I didn't realize they were at uh, Disney World. Is that where they were? Yeah, I, I never think it knew was that. in Hollywood Studios, okay. and never they did a show. And they come into the audience, and they be like, "Turtle time!" Oh, it was great. It was great. Okay. And April was there, and I was more focused on April than the turtles, personally. I liked sense. her yellow outfit. I was it's more like, focused oh, on April great too. I'd, I'd be more focused on April too now than the turtles. So I still wouldn't, yeah, care about the turtles. <laughs> no attraction mm-hmm. to giant turtles. So should we let's let's skip number nine and go right to eight because we don't want to talk about number nine, do we? It's up to you. That's, do you, I'll I'll talk about number nine because I'm passionate about it. That was a joke that. <laughs> I wasn't gonna let land. If I can't <laughs> Apparently. land here. Boy, the look I just got. All right, who who is number nine, Briars? Excuse me. Oh, excuse she's me. she's choking on rage with rage at me. You hear? Okay, you okay? Yeah, you've caused me to get so upset. I apologize. No, uh, nine. I'm upset that he's number nine. I think it's the people on Ranker. The not the people, but the the, the voters. Yeah, the voters going on Ranker are not doing things right. Uh, and that's John Lasseter. Um, he was a tour guide on Jungle Cruise, which I knew. That's like, it's, it's for some reason, it's a very open fact. Like, ever, I think a lot of people know well, it that. Seems, it seems so right that oh, he would totally. be, be a tour guide. On. He fits it. Right. But he's, you know, one of the founders of Pixar. And now he runs all of park expansion when it comes to new rides. He's in charge of 
all of that across the board, on top of still running Pixar and all of Disney Animation. He's COO of Disney Animation. It's amazing. He's awesome. And I don't know how he's number nine, especially when you hear the people that are ahead of him, some of whom you might not know. So why well, we, you- we, we, had this, we had this argument that John Lasseter, obviously, in our world, is a very big person and very important. But walking down the street, would you recognize John Lasseter over our, our number eight, who's Tay Diggs. No, uh, right? no, I'll and give you that, but keep that same argument in mind as we go down yeah, the line, right, and right. you will not recognize these people if they had a sign, yeah. if they had a hello, my name is sticker. <laughs> you'd still be like, eh, that's not that right. person. I, I, I agree with you in the fact of John Lasseter's part. And current, in very campaign. current. I, I agree, I agree. Okay. But, you know, this is why we're not we're not everybody, I guess, because yeah. John Lasseter would be, uh, John Lasseter would probably be number number. Th- Three in in my world of this list. Yeah, yeah, so, at least. Okay, so Tay Diggs, uh, he was he performed at Tokyo Disneyland. He's uh, the only one on here, I think, that's outside of the U.S. Really, and he was he he came to fame, uh, at least to a certain level, uh, being in Rent. Right, was he on the original Broadway show Rent? Is that yes, is that okay. Yeah, it was a smaller part though. He's okay. not one of the main. And since then, he's he was on- married to Adina Menzel. Mm-hmm. They had a divorce. It's okay. very sad. They have one child. Uh, he was on private practice. He's done a lot of TV work and a lot of like smaller roles in movies right. being the really hot guy who takes his shirt off. That's just But he's also a talented bluntly. actor as well. Very talented. Yeah. But I will say in movies, his body of work has been on display. <laughs> okay. Just trying wow. to keep things look at, light. Look at you. I like Tadix, but he's no John Lasseter. He, John Lasseter jumps Tay Diggs, according to Bryce. Number seven? Number seven. Is Joanna Kearns. <laughs> I know you guys are all like, oh, my God, I love her. Growing Pains mom. <laughs> no one knows who that is. The, yeah, the mom on Growing Pains. Well, if you say the mom on Growing Pains, they instantly but, know who she is. But it, if I didn't see visual of her, I have to rack my brain probably. a little. You're probably right. It doesn't just pop up like yeah. some, like another celebrity. And what is she? She was the blue, fairy. blue Fairy from Pinocchio, mm-hmm. according to Ranker. Uh, in the Main Street Electoral Parade, one of my favorite Go childhood Joanna. memories. Right? That's pretty cool. Crazy. It seems like, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's kind of neat. I don't think she's the was biggest Was Growing big Pains celebrity. on ABC? Was that an ABC show? I think it was. Or was it NBC? I think it was ABC. Okay. I well, think. Keeping it but in the it family. Wasn't, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't owned by Disney when Growing Pains was on. Oh. So it, uh, it, nil point. <laughs> okay. So I tried to connect the dots. Like the Carpenters, and that was perfect. Meant right. to be. One, one, 11. <laughs> uh, this is number six. Is that where? Mm-hmm. This one is, you know, I know the name, and I know, I'll be like, duh, she was all these things, but Terry Gar is a name I know, but for some reason I've kind of forgotten what she's she, done in she my consciousness. She stopped doing things, too, in, in her older age, because she has a very serious, um, she have MS, I think. She has very serious okay. MS that has her in a wheelchair, and so she, she hasn't was been dan- able to do as much. She was a dancer at the Disneyland parades, is according to Ranker. So, but from Mr. Mom, mm-hmm. and she was in was was she in the Money Pit? She was definitely no. in a movie with Tom Hanks. Was she played I, his I love was, interest? I know it's Lily Tomlin and Dolly Parton. She yes. wasn't in Nine to Five as well, was she? I could be mixing. No, okay. that Who was, was the third? Jane Fonda. It was Jane Fonda? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number five, Wayne Brady. He was Tigger. Walt Disney World. Right. Which I could see him being, but at the same time, you don't see Tigger. So it's like, I could just see him like waving his arms around really right. crazily. I don't well, know. Well, Wayne Brady, I, whose line is it anyway? Yeah, that's all was I think a, of. It was originally a British show and they brought it to, to America. But if you watch him on, if you watch him on uh, Whose Line Is Anyway, he is really talented. The guy. He stands out too kind boy, of as oh like boy. 
the funniest. Yeah, he just was really good, and, and yeah, I think he's really funny. Maybe he's played it soft and family friendly and, and what have you, but but the guy can do what whatever he does, he does it so well. And I think maybe he gets. I don't know that he gets a bad rap exactly of being too, but he's just. I think he really he, he's probably underrated for his his talents and abilities. Um, but in four, aside, four yep. is Kevin Costner. Another tour guide on the Jungle Cruise. Seems to be a big launching pad. I know. I'm like, if I'm going to work at Disney and I want to someday have a career like Kevin Costner or John Lasseter. It is probably the most important role for a cast member to bring the experience together, I think. It feels more like acting, like you you, yeah. you actually are performing up You're there. You're part of the ride. Yes. You are a big Versus part of the ride. like counting how many people right. get on, you know, well, the Space tiki Mountain. Room, the Tiki Room, they have a spiel and that sort of thing. But it's I've heard people are like, welcome to the Tiki Room. <laughs> this is hey, my 700th yeah, yeah, time saying exactly. this today. Whereas they have to really sell it more. On the, <laughs> those the jokes, cruise. though, those They're are bad. doozy. They're bad. Yeah, I struggle. Yeah. I, can't, I love the ride itself, but the jokes, so... Power to John Laster and, and Kevin Costner. Right. Right. So, and uh, he might be the only, no, he's not the only Oscar winner on this list. I, John Laster aside, acting Oscar. There's one other Oscar winner on this list, but we'll, we'll get to that Oscar winner. Uh, so, or two more. Or no, is he not an Oscar winner? I don't think he, the next and one come out. With the ne- next oh, the, three the, are. No, I don't think not? they're I, nominated. I, the all second nominees. one, I know number two is not. And I'm, I'm not sure about Michelle Pfeiffer. Is Michelle Pfeiffer who is our number three? Um, I know she's probably nominated definitely for fab, fab, nominated. Fabuli- definitely nominated. Fabulous Baker Boys was she mm-hmm. nominated for? Okay. Or maybe was well, she in? No. I don't know. She's well. She played Alice in Wonderland in the Main Street Electrical Parade. That seems to be another hotbed of of acting. It doesn't seem like it would be the Main Street Electrical Parade. It's just people with lights dancing around, but mm-hmm. uh, they like the lights. I guess the spotlight mm-hmm. eventually come. I don't know. Well, I guess it's of- noted too that Disneyland being so close to LA, you're going to attract a lot of actors who are pursuing for sure. you know an eventual acting career but it's so almost, that might up the chances because most of these are disneyland it's there's almost a, a little world. surprising that there's not more i know right that, than what we're seeing here because it seems like a, a, a natural place to go it's a good a good salary for what you do i don't maybe mm-hmm. i don't know if it's it would be flexible tough, the commute yeah as, especially now with traffic yeah it'd be harder it was now better in like the 70s sure. or whenever these people were yeah, well, rising michelle, up michelle five was the mid-70s it says so number three is Michelle Pfeiffer. Number two, I got to say, my number two is I've talked about him. He is probably one of my idols, comedy god, uh, Steve Steve Martin. Uh, love, love him. The Jerk is one of my all-time favorite films. His performance is so funny. I just, he's, um, he is the best. He worked on the magic, sh- in the magic shop uh, on Main Street. Which is well documented in his book. Yeah. He talks about it. Yes, born, he has born a, standing like, up. a lot of passion for yeah. working in the park. Yeah, which I, I think like. he has a. I think he has a boy. A dream guest for me years would be John Lasseter. I'd love to have John Lasseter, but Steve Martin would I'd be, freak out would just be as absolutely much. my favorite. guest. I don't think I have a movie he's in that I don't like. Like I could, well, I, I could would think watch of some a movie of his later ones a little bit. Just because he's in it, though, yeah. I find it more interesting. I, I think he, I think he isn't appreciated enough for. For what he does, and, and just talented beyond—he's kind of subtly talented. He's very talented, but but I don't think people recognize how hard what he's doing mm-hmm. is to do. I he don't wrote, think, a, you know, he wrote the script for the jerk, and he wrote Shop Girl, the the book, right. and then the movie, mm-hmm. and and plays the banjo yep. at a level Brickell, that professionals he do. A lot and, yeah. I mean, he's just like one thing after another. Yeah. 
just like a I, genius. I think he's this this guy is talented I saw and, him and not appreciated enough. Did you? I don't get oh. very like, oh, I saw someone, but Steve Martin, when I saw him, I was like, that's Steve I, Martin. I was at the Bowfinger premiere many years ago uh, in Universal, and he was there, and I so badly wanted to go up and just say hello and just, you know, it, and I didn't do it because he I... He probably I, gets thanked daily. He has a know? card. He has a card, supposedly, that he carries around. It's saying, you Please know, this listen. card... Well, it's something like this card is... I, I'm going to... But this card is to show, yes, you met the incredibly amazing Steve Martin... Uh, your life is better for it. You know, have a nice day. It's a, it, but it comes off as funny, not as obnoxious to me. Okay. It's just kind of a, his nice way of saying, please don't bother me. Yeah, because I mean, here you go. He's yeah. done so much and and connected with so many people that I, I'm sure. Yeah. He constantly it got, it gets to people get saying like, and and to that person, it seems it's that once in a lifetime. But to him, it's like common every. You know, right. it's so that it's like a I need to have my life yeah. back. But he's and I get that he really might be. He might be. I mean, I could think of a few, but he is at the top of the list of people who, if I could just have a sit down and he probably would be bored with what I have to contribute because he knows so much about art and music and, and so much beyond the comedy so well that he does. Yeah. Just, but anyway, we've gone on a tangent on, but so number he, one, okay to transition to of number course, one. Of course. Leave Steve. This is the one, this is the Oscar one. And this, this is the one is we're not, it's rumor. not confirmed. Right. Yeah. Robin Williams. And I, prior to ranker.com, full disclosure, I'd never even heard Going back, whereas like John Lasseter, it's common knowledge, and he talks about it. Supposedly, was a tour guide on Jungle Cruise. Uh, yeah, so I had never, never heard that. It fits with his personality, but I would totally see him going off script, and he'd probably be the and best that, tour and guide. That would make it great. Oh yeah, like me? leave I the would, script, I would ditch love those that. jokes. Yeah, throw them in the water. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone uh, knows anything um, about, you know has more uh, facts or knowledge as to whether or not Robin Williams worked in the park. We would love to, yeah. to know that. So please tweet us at the Disney click yeah. and let us know. And he's sorely, sorely missed. And uh, it's, and of uh, course his contribution is the voice of the genie sure, will of course. stand forever. Makes perfect sense. So that's the, the list from ranker.com. There's a bunch of fun lists uh, on ranker that we will uh, perhaps be highlighting to the weeks to come and maybe create our own list. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that is it. Yeah, for this week. Do you have uh, anything else to uh, to to share with us? No. Now mm-hmm. I just want to go watch rewatch all these Disney movies. The Parent Trap. Just the Parent Trap. The Muppets. Just Nancy Myers movies. Um, I'll put that on the queue. Okay. All right. <laughs> Far Give, back uh, on the queue. All right, all right. I just. It's hard. It's hard sometimes because, you know, it's interesting. We do these lists and we have such, everyone has their own sensibilities and that sure. comes through. And You're right. it's like you can't, You're right. not saying we're like changing personalities, but it's very hard to get people There's some, to but like there, things. But there are some movies, and I'm not going to put the Muppets in this category, but there are some movies where I look at you and I try not to be too judgy. But if you don't like, at least like the movie, we not can't love. Be friends. Yeah, it's kind of like you <laughs> yeah. don't like this movie. I don't trust your opinion anymore. Totally. And, and That's my. If people haven't read Harry Potter, if they've read it and stopped because they found it boring, we we can't really connect. Right. And I might feel that way about Mary Poppins in the sense that you don't have to love it, but you have to be able to Respect appreciate it. Yeah. it. If you don't appreciate, it, then I'm a little bit. All right, I'm not sure about mm-hmm. your. Something's your opinion. up. Yeah. Something's wrong with yeah. you in the head. So it's interesting. So, all right, guys, that's our show. Thank you for listening. Yes, and we'll be back next week with. Uh, uh, hopefully a magical episode of the Disney Click. Yeah. All right. Have a wonderful week. Take care. The Disney Click is a Meltdown Presents production. 
Produced by Terry Luberoff and Mason Booker. Audio engineer, the miracle worker, Mason Booker, with your hosts, Rick Luberoff and Briars Newman. Our theme song, King of the Swingers, is performed by the Swing Ninjas and provided by freemusicarchive.org. Jazzy Frenchie is our break music and can be found on binsound.com. End credit music, Dill Pickles, is performed by the Heftone Banjo Orchestra and provided by freemusicarchive.org. Don't forget to tweet us at the Disney Click. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Disney Click. Use the hashtag Top5DisneyClick to share your own Top 5.